Hello, and welcome to another 9-Minute Bible Study. Our starting point, the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 18, where Jesus said that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What we see in this verse is that Jesus is the builder of the church. He is the owner of the church, the operator of the church, and the builder of the church. Now, when we look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8, what do we see? We see, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. What we see here is the blueprint Jesus is using in building his church. Now, in the first seven chapters of the book of Acts, which we've already looked at, we have seen two of these phases of the church building being implemented by Jesus. The first one is seen in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Let's read the verses. And being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. Verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So here is Jesus saying to his disciples that they would receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost, something that Jesus had taught them about earlier, something that John mentioned before the ministry of Jesus ever started. Let's look at chapter 1, verse 8, the book of Acts, the first line, where it said, But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So in verses 4 and 5, what did we see? The baptism in the Holy Ghost. Then we see verse 8, which said what? Ye shall receive power. So here's the flow of what happened. First, the believers received the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Second, the believers will receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Now let's walk through this a little bit. The baptism in the Holy Ghost. Do we have to pray and seek God for this? Well, let's look at the three other instances where the baptism of the Holy Ghost was received by believers. In the book of Acts chapter 8, which we will be looking at in closer detail as we move along, did the Samaritans have to fast and pray and wait for the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Or did Peter just arrive, lay his hands on them, and they received the baptism in the Holy Ghost? Well, we know that Peter arrived, laid his hands on them, and they received the baptism in the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 10, did Peter tell Cornelius and those in the room that they did it wrong, that they were supposed to wait and fast and tarry till they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Nope. They believed and they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost before anyone really understood that they were saved. In Acts chapter 19, 
Did Paul tell those in Ephesus that they needed to tarry and wait and fast before they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? No. Paul made sure they were saved, but beyond that, he laid hands on them, and then they received the baptism in the Holy Ghost. So, using these three areas as a guide, does one need to do all this to receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost? No. Then why do we read in Acts chapter 1 about the believers, the disciples? Now, why did Peter and company wait in Jerusalem and spend the time praying between when Jesus told them to go to Jerusalem and the events of Acts chapter 2? The answer, they were going to receive something beyond the baptism in the Holy Ghost. They were going to receive the power of the Holy Ghost to minister and operate in the church. Phase one is the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus wanted his believers to receive Holy Ghost power in order to operate the church. Phase one, the move for power, starts really in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It will continue until Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Through the rest of Acts chapter 1, the apostles, the believers, the disciples, they were in the upper room in Jerusalem. They were in one accord, and they were there until they received not just the baptism in the Holy Ghost. They were there until they received the power of the Holy Ghost. So what were they doing in that room during those four days? Well, if you look at any of the accounts of those who received Holy Ghost power, it really came down to four things. One, the obvious one. They were in prayer. They were praying for the power of the Holy Ghost. Two, they were in the Word of God. If you read the accounts of Azusa Street, it was definitely a lot of prayer, but definitely a lot of the Word. The Word and prayer do go hand in hand, as does number three. What's number three? Praising the Lord. Worship and prayer and the word goes together. Now, what did Jesus say in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16? Jesus in that verse said, Howbeit this kind goes not up but by prayer and fasting. So, yes, setting this time aside and it becoming the focus of what they wanted, this becomes important to them. For those who want to receive power, there is going to be a price that has to be paid. The Spirit will lead you into what you need to do. Our job is to obey it. And part of this, it is listed in the Word of God. Now, let me add one other thing here. This group was in complete and total unity. Because they were in unity, the power was going to move. That set the stage 
for Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, where the believers not just received the baptism in the Holy Ghost, but it set the stage for what would be verse 5. And what is that? The power of the Holy Ghost beginning to operate in the early church. Phase 1 was about receiving the power of the Holy Ghost. In order for phase two to begin, the power of the Holy Ghost must be present. You cannot skip past number one to get to number two. You have to go through number one to get to number two. And we'll pick up with this in our next lesson.